You're listening to the Send Desk Podcast, a podcast for women who are building their unique version of a vision board career. I'm your host, Laura, yoga teacher, lawyer, and online business owner, and I'll be there with you every step of the way, juggling the struggles of all things corporate and business while exploring new and smarter ways of showing up at work. Get ready to ditch the traditional route to your dream career as we expand our mindsets and go our own ways. I'm all about helping you crack the code to Intercom in the midst of your busy work life so you can make more money and be happy while doing it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Sendesk podcast. My name is Laura and I am so excited that you're here today. Today I have a special interview lined up for you with my fellow yoga teacher and lawyer Haley Tharp from LA in the US. So we've recorded this interview for you with like I think with 10 hour time difference. <laughs> it's insane. But we have a really amazing interview for you and it's actually I would say when we first planned this I was like oh, it's going to be a little bit lighter. We're going to talk about the tendencies for 2024 and your yoga practice. And then once we actually like jumped into this, we ended up talking about some things that I hadn't expected at all. So I'm just really excited for you to tune in and uh, see what Haley has to share from her experience. We both come from a like a big law background <laughs> with some heavy rounds of burnout. So there's definitely something there. But um the purpose of this whole interview is basically to give you an idea of some of the things that you can focus on in your yoga practice in 2024. If you're looking like maybe you're newer to the practice and you're like, oh, okay, how do I get started? I don't feel like I have time. We have some great tips for you. If you're more experienced in your practice and you're like, okay, I, I wonder what comes next. Maybe you've even done a yoga teacher training and you're like, hmm, how do I move on from here? Then we have some great tips for you as well. And then we're just going to share like our... Uh, best recommendations when it comes to like yoga clothes and yoga mats and the equipment that you need for your practice and so much more. So I'm not going to take much more of your time. I'm just going to let you know that I have a free sleep meditation lined up for you. You can find it in the description to this episode. But this free sleep meditation is going to help you fall asleep within minutes. So if you're someone who's struggling to fall asleep at night or you wake up many times and you're tossing and turning and you can't quite fall back to sleep, I'd really go and give this meditation a listen. I've designed it for you with calming sleep meditation music and I walk you through all my favorite techniques that always help me fall asleep when I'm having a night where I'm just like oh my gosh I'm never falling asleep so definitely go give that a listen and I can't wait to hear what you get from it feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Manipura by Laura and I will look out for your message I love connecting with you I love hearing from you what you get from all this content that I put out so I will definitely look out for your names popping up in my DMs without further do let's bring Haley onto the show. Welcome to the podcast, Haley. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to speak with you again. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, Haley and I actually did a masterclass. Like, what is that half a year ago? On like how to use yoga to like get through the bar exam season or to get through the exam season and that was that was like our first collaboration and now we're just like catching up again and seeing where things are at in life <laughs> as things have completely changed since then which is so good um all positive changes um, and yeah, that video, the masterclass that we did went really well. Um, we got great feedback. So I'm glad that we were able to collab again, um, about yoga in 2024 because the yeah. practice does continue. So <laughs> it does yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's actually, it was really funny, but before we started the recording, we were just talking about, I think we actually we were recording that masterclass on the on the bar exam like just as I had made the decision to leave Copenhagen and go to Athens so I was like okay we actually yeah. need to record this interview but we had so many things to catch up on because obviously um like a lot of things are going on in the online space
days, but <laughs> there are a lot of things yes. that, that we had to bring each other up to speed on uh, as well. So okay. <laughs> yeah, we had to get a full update because yeah. yeah, like I said, there's been changes that have occurred. Um, and so, yeah, it's exciting it to is. stay in contact with each other. It is. I just, I really love how you can connect with people from all around the world and they will literally have the exact same interests as you and like <laughs> speak right to your like, yeah, interests and topics and hobbies and everything. So it's it's really nice connecting with you, Haley. And um, as we dive in, um, I have one quick question for you first, which is um, what is one thing you did today to care for your health? Mm, okay well let's see that's a little difficult because my day is just getting started i know um, so <laughs> one thing i did again this is hard because i i just got up so <laughs> yeah. um you know i haven't really gotten into my daily routine yet um but one thing that i've done within the last few hours was i made sure to go to sleep earlier than I usually do because I knew that I had to wake up earlier. So I wanted to make sure that I got, you know, enough rest um, to wake up, do this and then to work. And then I have, um, you know, Bible study later and this later that. So um, always making sure that I get enough sleep. Sleep is yes. so important to me. Yes, I love that. I really feel like like it all starts with the evening routine and, and like when we go to bed and like if we go to bed at the same times and wake up at the same times every day, if we really want to like get up in the morning and just like hit the ground running. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. How yeah. much would you say you sleep? How many hours? Well, I'm hours. a big, I'm big on sleep. Like I can go to bed <laughs> I can go to bed at nine in the evening and wake up at seven and be like, oh my gosh, that was amazing and not wake up oh. a single time. Um, but like I would say normally I go to bed around 11 and then I will wake up around seven. So it's like a good, okay. what, eight, nine hours of sleep usually. Okay, that's good. Yeah. 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 How about you? Um, I would say I usually go to sleep between like, 12 12 30 um and then i'll wake up about 8 39 yeah. um, um but my i feel like i'm at my um best when i get 10 hours of sleep yeah so eight hours <laughs> i still feel like you know i could use more sleep i need a nap like i you know i need more but 10 hours i'm good so yes um yeah but it's not often i get to do that anymore no um, it's really a luxury to have a, a night with 10 hours of uninterrupted sleep yes. <laughs> yeah and like it's really something i've realized for myself that, like sometimes i would even cut my sleep short so i could like get up in the morning and exercise or meditate or something and then actually when i came to greece i was like you know what that just doesn't work i'm not gonna cut my sleep so I've allowed myself to sleep more and just consider that part of my health and my routine as well that like my body will know when it's ready to wake up <laughs> mm -hmm. right and I wonder um I wonder what time does the sun set do you know um, in Greece it's like yeah. right now it's around like 5 five thirty, so it's quite early um yeah. Yeah, but it, we're just it, like, obviously the sky is blue and the sun is shining during the day, but like we are still in like a little bit of like winter hibernation and like now it's dark outside at 6.30 in the evening and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have some dinner and then I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> um, which 5.30, that's still later than it is here. Here it's been setting um, about 4.50 um, right now, but... I think I just bring that up because, you know, with us being in winter and the sun setting earlier, I think that also impacts our sleep and our routine. Because like you said, working out, that's something that could be done, you know, at a different part in the day if the sun didn't set so soon or, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to transition back into longer days. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. 
<laughs> that's gonna be amazing yeah anyway Haley, um just for a bit more context would you mind telling the listeners like about yourself who you are what you do and where you're tuning in from today so my name is Haley tharp i am a lawyer a wellness coach yoga teacher meditation teacher um all those things mm -hmm. and i have a business called legally well where i teach lawyers and law students the importance of self-care um so just real quick i was working in big law and um, experienced burnout um, lost a sense of self, didn't know my purpose. And as a result, I retired from the practice of law. And um, in my retirement, um, I realized that what was missing this whole time in law school and working at a firm was self-care. And so that's what birthed legally well. And so now I'm here trying to spread um, this awareness of self-care. Um, I'm tuning in from Los Angeles, California. Um, we were just talking about, you know, the weather in our days. It's um, 8.30 in the morning here. So my day's just getting started. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's amazing. <laughs> that's and like, and when we first connected, I think we really bonded over like, wow, we have such similar stories because as many of you know, I have a background in big law as well. I have a background with several rounds of burnout in my legal jobs as well. And um, it's just, it's really like, first of all, I think it's really sad how many young women I've actually met um, online, especially, but also just like in my circle in Denmark who've, who've been through this journey of burnout in their legal jobs like it's I, I think we we're becoming better at talking about it or maybe it's just because I'm surrounding myself with so many people who talk about it but I think for a lot of people it's still a taboo and it's it's difficult when you're surrounded by high achievers to admit that like wow okay I went through this long degree like whether it's law business marketing something else um it's it's really sad to admit that like oh my gosh I I cannot stand the pressure so to speak like right um like what am I gonna do now is there a different way that I can go and like I'm just I I think it's amazing that there are people like you out there um sharing the message of self-care for for people in in law and corporate and business you and the same goes to you um yeah I think it's important for us to voice our journeys um and our experiences um because I do think that even for myself it's when you hear these big words like burnout, depression, stress, like um, just some of these big, um, scary um, terms sometimes, um, you don't think that it could happen to you, you know, and that, yeah. that it would be something that you would struggle with. Um, not only that it would happen, but that it would be something you would struggle with and, um, you know, that would kind of shape your current situation. And so I think it's important to um, draw light to it to show that it is common. Um, it's not good that it's common, but it is more common than um, we may think that people are experiencing these things. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, like, actually, we won't be talking much about like our our stories with burnout and everything. Like, I've shared a lot about that in the online space. I'm sure that you have too. But something that we both have in common that has really helped us to get to the other side and like now take on different types of legal jobs, teach yoga, and like build our own businesses. That takes a lot of gumption as well to to go out and do something like that. And like yoga and meditation has definitely helped both of us to sort of like um, go on that healing journey and just come back stronger and lighter and more positive and compassionate for ourselves and for, for those around us. 
So today we're actually going to talk about like what are some of the things that you can do to step up your yoga practice in 2024. Um, as you mentioned, Haley, you're also a yoga teacher just like me. So like <laughs> we we kind of like feel like we have an idea of what's going on in the space. Um, but at, at the same time, it's like uh, once you step into the world of yoga, you're a forever student. It's always great to come with a beginner's mind. But um, people can be at so many different levels in their yoga practice and like what I've experienced in my journey is that it's really great to hear from someone who's maybe a little bit further along on their yoga journey just to hear like what are the things to look out for what are some helpful tools and techniques and like um, what are even the the types of products and clothes that I would need to wear and so those are kind of like the the trends for 2024 that we're going to dive into today um uh, yeah, and just like some some general uh, recommendations. So, Haley, the first thing I'd like to hear from you, like obviously we're both in the, in the online space. So, where do you see things heading when it comes to doing yoga, like in person and online? Oh, I think that's a great question. Um, I think that it's. It's hard because with the pandemic, we shifted to all online. Um, and so that is what has become so accessible. Um, and there's so many different options and you can do it at any time. Um, and so I love that. I love, um, you know, that there are classes on YouTube, on Instagram, on Inside Timer, all these types of things. Um, I'm also noticing that people are starting to, um, want to be a part of a community. And so I think that people are starting to come, um, you know, and do yoga, um, outside or in studios and just trying to be in a space. Um, with that being said, um, here in the US, it's been very hard for yoga studios to um, maintain business because there's so many studios and there's so many options. And there's things like ClassPass. I don't know if um, if you're familiar with ClassPass. Yeah, it's um, like the subscription to like 20 different fitness studios and yoga studios in the same area, right? Right. You can, yeah. yeah, you basically pay for their membership, a class pass membership, and then you can go to any studio that you want with your credits that you have. Yeah. And so with that, that, that takes a, like part of the beauty of a yoga studio is like the loyalty and love in it, you know, like people go there regularly, like, you know, the people, you know, the teacher, you know, all of that. And so class pass and things like that are taking away from establishing that loyalty and love in the studios, because now you can go anywhere. You don't have to be tied to a certain studio. And so that's hurting the studio's businesses um, yes. to where they are having to switch more to the online space. So to answer your question, I do think that overall, um, as a yoga teacher, um, especially, it is smart to have an online business. Um, I think that's what's going to, um, that's what's going to withstand the long run. Um, and as far as in person, I don't know if having a one studio location at this time is the best thing. I think maybe like I do pop-ups, doing things like that um, would be more economically smart at this time, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And like when I when I look at like the yoga studio business, like the tendencies you're describing from Los Angeles, like they're definitely the the same in Denmark. And I would assume it's the same like all over all over Europe for that matter. Um it's just you know it's just 
the whole membership model of a yoga studio and that like loyalty it's just it's not really a scalable business model like now I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in the online space and learning about online businesses i help other female online business owners with their legal stuff for their business and it's all about like how do i scale how do i work smarter not harder and the whole yoga studio model is like work harder not smarter at least for the yoga teacher because uh, to make a living like you need to be teaching classes from 6 to 9 a.m in the morning from like 4 to 8 at p.m in the evening and it's just like that's not really the balance that most yoga teachers are looking for so yeah it's right. <laughs> profession or job that is supposed to reduce stress um you know could actually create lots and lots of it when you go about it a certain way so yeah yeah definitely yeah um, and so I'm really curious, like what types of um, flows or styles of yoga would you normally practice when you step on your mat? So I'll say that my favorite um, style right now is minimal cues yoga. Mm -hmm. um, so that's when, um, you know, it could be like a, a regular vinyasa flow, but the teacher is giving minimal instruction. So it's more for yogis who are intermediate or more advanced who don't need the extra instruction. Like um, if we were in downward dog, like hips, you know, okay, let's move to downward dog. Um, sink your hips back towards your heels. Um, you know, all these instructions versus downward dog. Yeah you know, and then the next pose and stuff like that. So I like that because I like um, having silence in my practices um, versus like music versus, um, you know, just lots of talking. I like to relish in the silence. So um, that's been my favorite um, and one that I want to incorporate more into my business but like I said, it's more for intermediate and advanced. So um, right now I'm focused more on beginners. So yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I've I've not even heard about minimal cueing as like a, a type of yoga. Like because I definitely resonate as someone who's like practicing every day and like, yes, you know what you need to do in down dog and worry three and high lunge, all these things. It's like if I hear one more time, like draw the right hip forward and a crescent lunge or whatever, I'm gonna like tell the teacher. But obviously, if if you're stepping on your yoga mat the first time and the teacher is just calling out like crescent lunge, you'll be like, What the hell? Like, am I a moon? What's going on? Like, what's the difference right. from lower lunge? Um, so, like, what would you recommend to someone who is uh, newer on the yoga journey? So, what I'll say, um, something that has really kickstarted my journey, um, or I won't say kickstart, but it deepened my practice, um, which was i knew i wanted to be stretching more i wanted to get more into yoga um but didn't know how to make the time for it yeah and so what i did was i just laid my yoga mat in front of my tv and i just kept it there and so each time that i would watch tv i would start i would go on my mat and i would stretch you know and so i would kind of I would multitask as I'm stretching um, to make it seem like it's not, it's not like I'm taking out time, an hour to stretch or an hour to do yoga. Like I'm actually doing this and doing that. And, you know, I'm doing multiple things. So I'm, I'm being very productive. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, doing that and doing it so regularly, like I got more flexible. Um, it eventually led me to do teacher training. Um, and yeah, I just feel now I always have my yoga mat laid out. So um, I do it every day. So yeah, that's what um, I would recommend. 
definitely i love that tip like even because at the beginning it's always about like i don't have time but it's like yeah okay but you have time to watch three hours of netflix so like could we combine right. some of those things and like obviously when you when you hear this like from a perspective of having practiced for many years it sounds completely nuts to be like oh then i'll stretch and watch tv at the same time because then i'll be productive because that doesn't really align with the practice but really it's all about just like setting the entry barrier as low as possible and if you already have a habit of watching tv three hours per day say then like laying out the mat and doing yoga in front of the tv is definitely like one step closer than just like curling up in a blanket and then like eating snacks and being like oh my gosh i never have time <laughs> right yes mm -hmm. yeah I, i love what you said is making the entry barrier as low as possible because it it shouldn't be a chore or something that's so you know daunting to do like you should want to do it you know yeah. you're doing it for yourself so yeah. i love that exactly and so that so okay that would be like our best tip to be like okay if you're new is like just start just do something and incorporate it into things in your in your daily routine that you're already doing like watching tv it, even if you're like scrolling on your phone sit on the floor like i'm actually sitting on the floor as we're recording this podcast i'm sitting on a meditation cushion with like one leg bent um and i think like even that thing of being like oh but i have to like step on my mat and do this properly it's like no actually sitting on the floor and trying to straighten out your back is a great practice in and of itself that you can incorporate into your daily work and like yeah as i said just scrolling on your phone while you sit with your legs spread out open or something yes. like that <laughs> yes. yeah just get comfortable on your mat you know yeah. exactly yeah. And so, like, I'm still a little bit blown away by the whole minimal queuing thing. Like, that's definitely <laughs> something I need to check out because I just think it sounds so cool. Um, and I, like, I wanted to kind of add to that point because I know that there are a lot of um, women listening to this podcast who, like, have backgrounds in corporate, but they also, maybe they've even done a teacher training or at least they're quite experienced yogis. Um, and so I also wanted to talk a little bit about like um, what's something you can do, what's something you can focus on and to like step up your practice if you've been like practicing for a while and you want to start maybe taking things a little bit more serious or like get some more direction. And something that I've personally um, done in the space has been to um, reach out to a mentor like another yoga teacher who's like further along on the journey than me I got to a point where I was like I don't really feel like I get what I need from drop-in yoga classes anymore I feel like I'm at the same level as the teachers that are teaching the drop-in yoga classes at the studios and like I'm not saying that to be like arrogant or like feel like I'm better than anyone but like I was something I did was to seek out teachers where I knew okay this guy he has like 15 years of experience within this style that I really like. I want to learn from him. I want to study with him and like see where that can take me. And having that one-to-one um, -one close proximity with a teacher who can sit down and like ask you questions where it's like, I sat down with my yoga mentor and he was like, okay, Laura, so what's the purpose of yoga? And I was like, ah. Um, I actually cannot answer that question and like it was, it was almost like being back in school but where I was like okay I've been practicing for a long time and I'm sitting here with a teacher and I can't even answer that question that means I have to go back to back to the books and back to like uh, the whole reason of like why am I showing up in my practice. Wow I love that that's so smart and so intentional um, to like not only acknowledge that you know you're kind of at a, a standstill with your practice you know mm. um but also that you can learn more i think you started this um podcast or maybe our conversation saying like we're students for life something like that um yeah and so yeah having like the recognition like you know okay I want to do more. Who can I learn from? You know, there there's people I can actually learn from. There's stuff I can um, acquire. So I think that was very smart, intentional. Um, that's a great tip for advanced yogis. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like even, you know, I've done like a couple of teacher trainings. I've been in close proximity with the mentor that I had when I did my teacher training and coming out on the other side of that. It's like, okay, well, now I've done my teacher training. I've taught. I have experience. Then what? Like, it's not like you just stagnate and uh, stagnate and, and then you stay there. And I just found that like I really needed that attention basically from a from a mentor who could be like, OK, this is where you're at. Let's take let's take you to the next level and really make sure that you've understood this, because it's easy to sit and hide if you're in a in a class with 20 other yoga teacher trainees. And it's like, yeah, I feel like I kind of understood what the philosophy is about and like I kind of know what this muscle is called. But like, no one's really asking me. So let's move on. And like, I'll just not talk about it in my classes. <laughs> Right. Um, right. And I'm curious, how long have you been a yoga teacher? Um, so I did my first training in 2020. So that's a bit more than three years ago. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Good. Um, I'm about, I'm three months in. So yes. I'm a baby yoga teacher. I'm yes. three months, you're three years. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, this is like great advice even, um, for me where I'm at, because, you know, I did, I just did my teacher training. So, um, you know, I have my teacher who is sort of a mentor as well. Um, but I didn't think about learning from others. You know, like seeking out other yoga teachers to learn from them. I never thought about that. So yeah, thank I was you. I was very like closed off with that as well. I kind of still am. I'm very like specific with who like who I would take advice from, and it takes me a little <laughs> bit of time to sort of create a relationship. I have to like at least in my point of view, I like to practice with them a little bit. I would never sign up to a yoga teacher training on the other side of the world and pay like $5,000 up front and then come out and meet the teacher for the first time. I feel like that is just one of the most insane decisions you can make. Like I always make sure to practice with the, my teachers and mentors online, at least if that's an option or go on like a shorter retreat, something like that. So you can kind of create a connection and then make the step to be like, okay, I'm ready to make this big investment. But <laughs> anything else, I just, I hear so many stories of people who travel out and then they, like I've seen it in my own school as well, that like the students just don't vibe with the, with the, with the teacher or the guru or the mentor. And it's just, oh my gosh, it's just not a vibe. <laughs> yes, because energy is so important. Like yeah. in, in all spaces but especially in this space and so yes like when you are opening yourself up to um learn this practice which is so personal and so philosophical like you know it's we are um what's it called we're consuming all of this and so it's yeah. changing our mindset it's changing our heart it's changing everything and so yeah. you have to be so careful who you are learning from and who you are um whose energy you're allowing into your life because some people are really good at the practice of yoga but um you know may not have the heart behind it yeah you know yeah. heart to teach it so yeah yeah and like you just you, you resonate with different people at different times like the mentor that i'm studying with now um if i'd met him like say three four years ago i would have felt like way too junior in a way to study with someone like him i'd be like oh wait no i need to get the basics in place first so i think like it depends on where you're at in your journey and you the most important thing is just that the person that you're learning from is someone who lights your soul on fire basically if you're like oh my gosh i can't wait to learn from this person it just it feels amazing then um then i would say go for it <laughs> Mm, I love that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So like that took us into like a really uh, deep part of the trends, actually. I, I wanted to have this episode also touch a little bit on like uh, something that I know a lot of people are worrying about, like what kind of clothes should I wear when I practice? Like where would I get my mat from? What Where are those leggings from? All those things that are a little bit more sort of um, high level. But before we get into that, I just I wanted to share kind of a personal story of um, 
like when I started my practice, I was I was really focused on like, I need those leggings, I need the right mat, I need the perfect blocks. Like I really wanted to have all the equipment in place. And and if I go back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I must have spent like, I don't know, uh, probably close to like $5,000 on like yoga equipment. I don't know, maybe that's a little bit too much because I had like all the perfect leggings and all the right colors and all of that. Right yeah Um, and then at some point it was like there was just a switch where I was like Laura what the hell are you doing like you're paying so much money for the equipment but you're not going out there and buying the right educations like I I was skating by on you know we have this like kind of like commercial fitness yoga studio in Denmark where you can always sign up for three month um three month subscription for like one dollar something like that and then you can cancel your subscription and you can wait a little bit and you can sign up a month later with a new email address and i would do stuff like that like spend a lot of money on the equipment but then go to like sorry but shitty yoga classes basically uh, with teachers that weren't really educated and teaching about like not even mentioning like anything from the philosophy was basically just like a spiritual fitness class Um, and I think that's such an important point to make that like obviously we want to have the we want to feel good in the clothes and have a nice mat to practice on and everything but I think there's a really important uh, connection to be made between like how much money am I spending on my equipment and what am I willing to um, spend on on my education and the knowledge and the like the way I'm wiring my brain basically yes um I think that's a great point because not just in yoga, but in other sports or even um, um, non-physical activities, other things where you have to wear a uniform or any sort of thing, people um, can sometimes focus more on that uniform and on how they look uh, versus how they're um, actually you know, showing up in the practice. And so mm-hmm. I think um i i appreciate you drawing attention to that um i know for me i definitely i'm an aloe girl so um, (laughs) yeah i love aloe i love the colors that they have um the um fabric is very in my opinion it's it's pretty nice quality um with that being said I'm at a point where I've now spent thousands at aloe. Um, you know, it's just too much. And the prices just keep going up and up. And it's like, yes. for some yoga pants, they're $120. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I, I need these to sweat in. And like, it's just crazy. And so um, although I do love aloe and Lulu and beyond yoga and all these types of things. Um, when I started doing teacher training, I did start to switch to Amazon. Okay. Um, you know, and just started to get the basics that I needed. I just needed some black shorts, like a pack of a three pack of black shorts and form fitting shirts, um, which it's important to have form fitting clothes so that the yoga teacher can see your form and, you know, adjust you um, however necessary. So I definitely recommend that when you're shopping for clothes, get form fitting clothes. Um, But as far as the brand and, you know, the design like that, when it all comes down to it, it really doesn't matter because yoga, like, the space, it's supposed to be non-judgmental, come as you are. So it shouldn't even matter, you know? So, um, but yeah, I've been on Amazon. So. And I, (laughs) I love that you're actually sharing that because I think it's so easy. Like I've definitely practiced in some yoga studios in Copenhagen where I would walk in and be like, oh my gosh, if I didn't have like the right mat and the right pants on, I would feel a little bit out of place here. And that's just not how it's supposed to be. But like yoga can right. be like just a little bit fancy and like maybe you bump into a teacher who's a little bit snobby. And I just really want to spread that message that like that is not practicing yoga because yes, maybe they teach you an amazing 
asana class like with postures and nice flows and good music and all of that but if you feel excluded when you walk into the room if you feel like you're not cool enough to be there because you have your amazon uh, shorts on then that is not a studio that i would practice at because it's it's about the whole experience basically from the moment you you walk in the door um, but that said, of course, it's nice to practice in a pair of like Hello Yoga leggings. I I swear by this brand called Girlfriend Collective. I don't know if you're familiar with it, um, but it's basically the only clothes that I wear now. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. I don't know if maybe it's a European brand, but um, I think like, correct me if I'm wrong. I have to go and check this on the website. But I think most of this stuff come from like, um, recycled ocean plastic and their um, their products aren't very expensive actually you can easily get a pair of leggings for um, I'm really bad with conversion I think it's around like a hundred dollars maybe so it's a little bit cheaper than like a pair of lululemon um, leggings for instance um, but the quality is also really nice and and I've, I'm always looking out for t for leggings that kind of like once you have them high-waisted and they're above the navel that they stay there and they don't drop down like I, I think a lot of women have this insecurity around their lower belly and especially if you're teaching or practicing with a sports bra and only leggings and then they drop down and it's like all oh, your belly comes out and <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. and then you waste your entire practice just like worrying about other people seeing your body fat. And I can yeah. assure you the girlfriend collective um leggings, they stay above the navel most of the time. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a great point. Cause yes, it's so annoying when they fold down. It's like ah. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's good. Exactly. um and you also oh i'm sorry no go ahead oh um you also mentioned like with the yoga mats too like i i forgot about that um like because when you go to a, a class or a studio um you know sometimes people will look down at your mat to see what kind of mat you have or, like what does it look like and stuff and that's kind of part of the um like superficiality that can mm. happen in this space. Um, what I will say is I have like a Lululemon mat and I have my Amazon mats. Okay. The, I love my Lululemon mat. Um, it's an extra long size. So it's super nice. Um, I love the color and everything. It's a great quality, great thickness. Um, and it was expensive. Okay. With that being said, if you look at the mat, it's all stained because the sweat, for some reason, it doesn't come up. Like when you, when I clean it, it just, it stains. Like, so I have all these sweat drops all on <laughs> this beautiful, expensive mat, you know, that's yeah. supposed to be really great quality. But meanwhile, my Amazon mats, they don't do that. And so, again, like, it's just a brand. It's just a name. Like, you know, you have to look beyond that. Um, so don't let that kind of determine. Um, don't let the name um, determine. Um, all of the things that you get because it may not actually be the quality that you need for your practice yeah so. I would say it's actually much more important like if you go to different studios for instance to try out different types of mats like most uh, most studios have different types of mats and like figure out because there are many different types of um I don't even like materials that you can practice on like for instance I really I really like these mats I have two different types of mats that are like you know, kind of like this, I don't know if it's called vegan leather or what it is, but you know the life form yoga mats? Oh. No. Um, I don't even know what this material is called in English. I don't know what it's called in Danish either, but it kind of like the the mat is like glincy and it looks like you would kind of slide on it, but the um but it's supposed to have a grip. And I have two of these kinds of mats. One of them is from Lifeform. 
which is a super expensive yoga mat. Um, but it kind of, as you said, like once you start sweating on it and you use it a lot, it kind of loses its grip a little bit. So you can find yourself in a down dog and be like, suddenly your right hand is sliding and your shoulder goes like, you know, like that uncomfortable hey. feeling. Um, yeah. So for some people that might not be a nice material to practice on and maybe you want a little bit more of a, of a grippy mat that you can kind of like... Um, pull your claws into a little bit um so like i think it's just so much more important to figure out what feels good to practice on and try a couple of different ones and then once you know that that's when you can make that investment into like i think the life form mat and probably also the aloe yoga mats they're up there around like probably 200 to 300 dollars if you want a really good one and when i first invested in mine i was like who am I to spend this amount of money on a yoga mat? And then I went into like spending much more money on my educations and my trainings. And I was like, I guess I'm in this for the long run. <laughs> hey, yes. Yeah. Yes. And what I will say is a, a pro of shopping at places like Aloe um, is you build points and eventually you can get stuff like a free yoga mat. So that's actually something I'm going to be doing next month is gifting myself a free, um, expensive, high quality yoga mat that I would never pay for at this time. Um, so yeah, but Amazing. I've never heard of the, yeah, I've never heard of the live form. They're really like they have beautiful designs. I have a yellow mat with kind of like chakra rainbow colored pattern that's like um with direction for where to put your feet and your hand with the different angles if you're in a trikonasana yes. if you're in a pyramid pose and like you can kind of like figure out where to where to align your feet and all of that. Um but <laughs> like it's just a lot of attention basically. <laughs> but i okay, i've seen those i like that yeah i i sometimes share a picture of mine on my instagram stories maybe i should share one so you can see what it looks like um because i had my mom came visiting here in greece uh, couple of months ago and she brought that mat with her because it was like it was it it weighs two and a half kilos that mat is really chunky so i couldn't okay really oh yeah she brought it yeah um is there are there any other types of um products or props or anything that you feel like would be helpful for someone who's looking to step up their practice in 2024 so the only um other thing that i can think of right now is adding essential oils to your practice oh yes um yeah so that's something i love to do at the beginning of my classes is to start everyone um, with an essential oil um, just because we're all starting off in a different space. Like people are coming from different places and, you know, have different things on their mind. And so for me, I want to make sure that everyone is kind of on the same page. Like we're all starting off with the same vibe, you know, yeah. all calm if it's lavender or happy if it's orange. Um, but yeah, and you just never know um, how people are feeling. And so I use essential oils to ground us, to center us, um, and I get good feedback about that. Um, so I'm, yeah, I definitely recommend that yeah i love that i really use a lot of essential oils as well and it can like even if you're short on time and, or you're sitting at your desk and you're feeling a little bit anxious sometimes i'll have a little bit of lavender oil behind my ears and it just calms you down instantly so it's um it's one of those things where you can kind of like bring your yoga yoga practice into like everyday activities as well for sure amazing Haley. is there anything else that you want to share before we finish up today I'll just say, if you are considering becoming a yogi, um, if you are a little apprehensive about it, or you know you're, you feel that you are um, too much of a beginner, please, please stop. Like, please don't <laughs> let any of these thoughts stop you. Um, you know, I hear people say, "Well, I can't touch my toes," and it's like, "But well, you can." if you stretch you know every day like you will eventually touch your toes so don't let 
what you can and cannot do right now stop you from where you can be later. Um, you, part of the beauty of yoga is is the journey, like it taking you to um, that better place. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like I think once you step into this practice, you learn that it's it's constantly going to be about this because then okay, maybe you practice for three months and you finally touch your toes and you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But um, I'm even in a space right now where I've just um, I've just started practicing this 30 hour online teacher training that's building up to advanced um, yoga postures. And some of the things we're doing inside that is like you know wrap your leg behind your neck and like catch it the outside of the foot with the opposite hand and like I'm in that spot again I'm like I'm not able to do that so I could just quit but it's the same thing because I've learned to touch my toes so I need to add some other kind of challenge into my practice which is as something like that wrapping behind like getting into a funky uh, inversion something like that um, and it's that mindset you learn as you start practicing that it's like okay I just I enjoy the process I do the best I can eventually I'll touch my toes eventually I'll wrap my my leg behind my neck eventually I'll get into funky pincha whatever, whatever it is and and it's what you learn um, in that whole journey that that's what the practice is really about Yes. <laughs> yeah and if someone would like to check out what you're doing where can they find you yes so you can follow me on instagram at legally underscore well i'm also on linkedin um, and you can visit my website at www.legallywell.net um, and i have my weekly yoga classes, meditations, um, wellness workshops, all of that. So check it out. Yeah, that's and... amazing. Definitely go connect with Haley on Instagram. I don't think we're connected on LinkedIn. And as some of you might know, I've started to share a lot of noise on LinkedIn as well. So uh, oh, let's okay. make sure we connect over there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Definitely. So. Thank you, Haley, for taking the time to join us here on the Sundusk podcast today. I really, really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, and to anyone out there listening, thank you so much for taking time to tuning in. I know you're all super busy. So as you know, this podcast is a totally independent production. So every little bit of support for, from you means a lot to me like I'm I'm the interviewer I'm the editor I'm the one who publishes I copyright everything so every little bit of support a little uh, <laughs> a little rate um, a review anything it it really goes a long way so if you're wondering how you can support the send us podcast please go into Apple podcast and write a review and this way you can help the podcast grow expand and make sure that other amazing human beings get this content in their ears and and you're also welcome to take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your so social media, like your Instagram stories, tag me, tag Haley, and share what you learned from today's episode, because it's all about spreading the love and getting this content out to the people that need to hear it. So thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Haley. Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Holy moly, what an episode. I hope that you got something valuable from it. And before you go, I just have one little piece of news that I wanted to share with you because I have just released my 30-minute meditation to help you fall asleep within minutes. This is the must-have meditation to getting an extra hour of sleep every night. And this meditation is perfect for you if you're looking for a full 8 plus hours of sleep every night so you can learn exactly how to switch off your racing mind and wake up with incredible amounts of energy and crush it at work. Inside this meditation, I have gathered all my favorite meditation techniques in one place so you can fall asleep within minutes. I will drop a link in the description to this episode for you to download the sleep meditation. And you're more than welcome to reach out to me on Instagram at Laura and tell me how this works out for you. 